0: It is our much-awaited show on the outlook for the private property market. We were waiting for the final figures released by URA. The figures are out today. Uh, They come as hot as you possibly can to your years, straight to your years. Prices of private residential properties across Singapore increased quarter-on-quarter by 3.3% in the first quarter of this year. That is steeper than the 2.1% growth that we saw in the fourth quarter of last year. More expensive private residential home figures, fueled partly by a 6.7% jump in prices of landed properties in the period from January to March this year, that more than reverses the 1.6% drop in uh, October to December last year. Non-landed private homes became 2.5% pricier in the first quarter of this year, a little slower than the 3% rise that we saw in the fourth quarter of last year. Meanwhile, recent news on monthly condo resale volumes point to a 10-year high. Also, bear in mind, Singapore's government just two weeks ago has warned home buyers to think carefully about buying properties as interest rates increase in tandem with those in the US. That could happen and that could potentially boost debt servicing costs. So to help us make sense of price movements in the market, put it all in context for us, we've invited Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer at ERA Realty to join us. Good morning, Eugene.
1: Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me on the show again.
0: Always a joy. Now, what do you think are the odds of cooling measures, Eugene? Now that analysts have flagged uh, some of these measures, maybe a possibility. We are seeing Singapore private home prices rise, uh, given the backdrop that I just uh, mentioned a while ago. So what do you think of the price movement so far and the likelihood of cooling measures?
1: Well, uh, in short, the probability is certainly higher now. I think most of us in the industry agree on that. Uh, But let's look at uh, some observations of why we feel that this could be coming on. Uh, coming pretty soon. Uh, Our government usually watches property price trends for a while before intervening with the property market. So if you look at the previous cooling measures the first trend of cooling measures which was in 2010 was on the back of four quarters of price increase in in 2009 uh, due to largely speculative activity. So there was a lot of buying and selling that that pushed up property prices back then. Um, the most recent trend in the July 2018 came after also four quarters of price heights, and so now uh, first um, uh, the first quarter's price increase is coincidentally the fourth consecutive quarter um, of price increase. So so this this that's why we say that it had gone up. uh, uh probability has gone up. Mm. Uh, yeah, largely I think. Uh, we have to look at uh, why price has continued to increase. This is not due to speculation. Uh, the people who are buying in the market today are genuine buyers. Uh, and if you look at property demand, which is as you mentioned earlier, very very hot, due to uh, the numbers tell us so. Uh, largely, it's due to several factors. I mean, a lower interest rates. That's actually driving the whole market. You could have a property loan today for very very. Uh, very low interest rates and and predominantly the confidence level is also up. Uh, most people are uh, confident of things going forward the re- economy is recovering, yeah,
0: yeah, Eugene, when we look at private home sales um given the numbers just out today, how do you think private home sales are gonna do in the next few months, given there's been a three point three percent jump in the first quarter
1: well uh, our 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 forecast for 2021 is a good is a is a very positive one. Um, we are projecting. I'll talk about both sales volume transactions as well as the property price projection for this year. So for for new project sales, uh, there's a momentum going, and we're expecting the total new home sales for this year to be in the region of around. Ten to 11,000 units uh, compared to about 9,009 last year, conservatively speaking. Um, private resale is on a run, it's on a bull run. Uh, we are seeing about, we are probably expecting conservatively about 12,000 units transacted compared to about 10,000 last year. And overall price increase as we have already seen the first quarter is up. And so it is reasonable to expect that, barring any cooling measures that could come forth, uh, we would probably see about 10% increase, uh, at least 8 to 10% increase in property price for, 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 for this year.
0: He's Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer at ERA Realty, joining us this morning. Eugene, when we see monthly condo resale volumes hitting a 10-year high, uh, 1,662 units resold last month in March. This is more than double the number in the same period last year and 75% higher than the five-year average volumes for the month of March. So besides being a good March for sellers of condos, what does this indicate?
1: Well, today's numbers show us that it is an extremely good quarter. In fact, for the first quarter, it was four thousand five hundred and nineteen units of resale transactions. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I have never seen this number for first quarter in the last ten years. Oh. And uh, if we compare with the average uh, monthly transaction, uh, average quarterly transaction. Over the last 10 years, uh, this is indeed the highest figure. Um, Reason for why we are seeing such a buoyant resale market is that the resale buyers are mostly buying for owner occupation. Mm. Uh, We have less investors who are buying for investment in this segment of the market. So why, why are owner occupiers jumping into the resale market? For a very simple reason that if you buy new projects now, the delivery dates of these new projects are pushed backwards, pushed to a much later date. Right. As uh, uh, Minister Lawrence Wong has said, that uh, this in this morning's papers that you can expect construction delays due to the current situation. So, so indeed, most new projects, the delivery dates are later. That's one. So, those that have more urgent housing needs, they have no choice but they uh, they are looking into the resale market. Secondly. Uh, those that require bigger space, and if you look at resale transactions now, you are look you are seeing actually units with larger floor areas being transacted. Uh, for example, if you are looking for three bedroom units, the older condominiums three bedroom units are typically yeah. around thousand two to thousand three, or you can even get a thousand four square feet unit. Whereas if you buy new launch today, looking at about a thousand square feet or smaller for a three bedroom apartment. And also, um, I mean, uh, the 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 COVID uh, the pandemic last year has forced a lot of people to work from home, and save. so so therefore, we we are most people now are actually looking into space that can accommodate uh, working from home comfortably, and um, also for resale market, uh, the buyers are also. Uh, buying resale in sectors where perhaps there's a, no new launch or the new launch projects are, uh, perhaps have a later delivery date. So that's why we're seeing a bumper crop of buyers uh, in the resale market today.
0: Okay, I'm just going to throw this in and, and you take this question if you you can or not. Yeah. Um, 6.7% jump in the prices of landed properties. Uh, does this mean it's a very expensive time if you're looking to buy space in terms of landed
1: Okay, I want to share with you a very uh, interesting insight. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we, we have both people who are upgrading into landed because landed is a scarce commodity in Singapore and uh, any, any Singaporean uh, would know that if you own a landed property and you hold it over time, price will appreciate because it's a limited commodity. So we have a fair share of people Whose ultimate dream is to buy into a landed property. Then we have another group of people who are currently landed property owners who want to get out of the landed property market. For example, they have grown older, all right. So they are much older now, and they don't want to climb up and down, you know, in their house. Yeah. So they they take the opportunity now, which is uh, the price is going up, to sell uh, that landed property. And so these people would. Therefore we call them downgraders, but actually they are not downgrading. They from the from the proceeds from the landed property sale they can actually, you know, uh leave a legacy for their children in different ways. For example, you sell one landed property, you can actually buy perhaps three condominiums, one for themselves and the other two is the, the legacy that they leave for their children. So, so that's why we are seeing uh, a lot more transactions, uh, um, what you call spin-off from the buoyant sales that we are seeing in the landed property market today. So, for buyers, is
0: it a good idea to wait because you're seeing a 6.7% jump in prices? The price,
1: the price is not going to come down because you're dealing with a, a market segment that has limited supply. Uh, government land sales very seldom if not you know very 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 seldom do the government sell land mm. for landed projects. Most of the land is sold for condominium projects. So therefore for 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 developers who are looking to I mean there are only that few developers that have a land bank for landed and uh, you know, so 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 there's very limited supply. So most of the the landed uh, stock is actually in the resale market, where people there are also people who buy over old houses. They, they redevelop, so from a larger plot, they could subdivide it into two plots, you know, to build two houses and sell the one bigger. But so so there there, there lies the uh, the intricacies of the landed property market. It's it, it's 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 uh, given that because land is limited, you can expect property price for landed to go up over time.
0: We're taking a look at private home sales. It's a show we've been looking forward to. Taking a step back now at the big picture with Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer at ERA Realty. So Eugene, broadly speaking, how are transaction volumes um, compared to you know, pre-COVID? How are they doing now?
1: Okay, so if I just use, um, uh, based on our projection, which we are projecting for both new home sales and and uh, resale to hit about 12,000 units respectively for each of the segments. If it does hit that uh, that number, uh, we are looking at 50% more transactions in 20, compared to 2019, which was the year pre-COVID. So it's a pretty significant jump in terms of transaction volume compared to uh, 2019.
0: Wow. All right, the rest of the central region or the city fringe saw the largest increase in non-landed property prices. They climbed 6.1% in the latest quarters. So why do you think prices in the non-central regions are growing?
1: Okay. The city fringe uh, saw a huge price increase largely because of uh, new launches. And uh, we, uh, most of the new launches that uh, took place uh, in recent times were in the RCR region, and so that that uh, and and uh, there were the take up rate was pretty good, and so that actually helped. That actually contributed to the price increase. Uh, but we are looking at um, price increases across the board, largely for the uh, city fringe as well as also the uh, what we call the suburban area, which is called the outside central region, uh, primarily because we have. Uh, Huge uh, upgrader base. Uh, statistics tell us that there are about fifty thousand HDB flats that would have reached their five-year MOP last year and this year. So, if coincidentally, if you also look at the HDB transaction volume, uh, it is it is actually going up in the resale market, largely because when a flat reaches five years MOP, is the best time to sell. And so, when what happens after you start the flat, you need to upgrade to something, right? And so it is a it, that's why we're seeing a, a huge upgrader base and and uh, uh, coming from the HDB upgraders. And uh, there are two factors, obviously, for private properties. Number one is the lifestyle preference. Uh, you have a private address, and uh, you have facilities, and you don't have to travel out of your uh, your home to go to facilities. And those people who want to host their friends over they can book actually the, the facilities the barbecue pits in in the condos then uh previously also talked about legacy planning mm-hmm. and private homes you especially those like Freehold, triple nine or even the newer double nine uh, condos uh, they, they they would preserve their values well and you can actually pass down to your uh, future generations uh what about depleting leases you no know? Uh, mm. Some people say, oh, condos also affected by depleting leases. So how, how would uh, we, we deal with that? Mm. Uh, the difference between HDB flat and private condo is that if you own a private condo, even though it's on a 99-year lease, there is this element of possibility of on-block sales going down the road. Mm. So you know, when a condo hits, hits, hits about 25, 30 years, it's about that window opens for the opportunity to perhaps uh, go on the on-block uh, ticket, and or even if you let's say uh, further down the road you, you miss the en block cycle. There's also a possibility to discuss with the government to renew the the land lease subject to of course approval, and that actually differentiates uh, private 99-year leaseholds from HDB flats, which you have no say over whether. Uh, uh, your your depleting lease because uh, the land is, is, you don't own the land at all, you know, for HDB flats. Whereas for condos, collectively, all the condo owners own part of the land.
0: He's Eugene Limke, Executive Officer at ERA Realty. Um, finally, before we let you go, we've been talking a lot about the numbers and the sales transactions that we've seen so far, and projections, of course, for the private residential market. Um, be- bearing in mind, two weeks ago, we heard Senior Minister Tamanshan Mugaratnam, Chairman of the MAS, uh, he was speaking in response to a question in Parliament on the impact of rapidly rising US long-term rates on Singapore. And Tarman said the risk of rising interest rates is a reminder that everyone should continue to exercise caution in their property purchase decisions. So, um, Eugene, should buyers assume interest rates will rise when they're planning their purchasing decisions?
1: I think uh, if we um, take heed of what uh, Senior Minister Tarman is saying, then we could get a hint that uh, if any of the cooling measures is forthcoming, it could be likely to be addressing the issue of borrowing. Borrowing mm. that so so put that in mind. I would look at loan-to-value ratios could be adjusted, or even they could impose a mortgage servicing ratio for private property loans, which. Uh, currently, don't have mortgage servicing ratio only applies to loans to buy HDB flats. So, so we could see uh, that coming along. But anyway, let let me just put some things in perspective. Mm, um, in in for the housing loan market, you could get a loan for currently around one percent, which is extremely low. And interest rates in Singapore are determined by uh, cyber. Singapore Interbank offered rates and cyber rates u uh, s interest rates will influence cyber, and in return which will affect the local mortgage lending rates uh, so if u s federal reserve raises their interest rates then our our borrowing costs will increase uh, however, uh, if we look at news that is coming out of the u s Recent times, uh, this may not happen so soon. In March 2021, the U.S. Federal Reserve actually said that, in despite uh, improving economic outlook and rising inflation in the U.S., interest rates are unlikely to increase until 2023. Right. So we still have this uh, so-called window uh, that uh, of uh, we are likely to see continue uh, low interest rates going forward, which therefore. Uh, that's why the government is raising its concern that this may uh, motivate or uh, uh, inability drive more people to borrow money beyond their means. I mean, if we, we look at uh, how banks um, lend out money today, it's based on total debt servicing ratio. Okay. So, Michelle, in, in the event that, let's say, for example, I don't have any debt, I don't have a car loan, I don't have uh, any other kind of loan, I can actually take a property loan based on 60% debt ratio. And that is that means if I earn $10,000, I can use $6,000 to service my loan. Mm. And that means I can borrow a very high property loan uh, mm. uh, to buy property, which therefore the, the warning is coming out from the government. Don't expect interest rate to continue to remain at this level. So imagine if I've taken a high loan, then uh, if the interest rate do increase, I'm going to feel the pain Right, and and if you borrow on a very high PDSR ratio, then uh, if if something happens down the road, for example, uh, your income is affected, you lose a job, then you are going to be in a lot of trouble. And so, if a lot of people end up with this trouble, then we could have a you know a pretty messy situation in Singapore. So, therefore, my uh, I my mean, my concluding remarks is that we should really heed Senior Minister Thaman's caution, and we cannot expect interest rates to stay at such low levels forever. Though US say that they will not raise interest rates now, it does not mean that they will not raise interest rates. They may change their position. right? So, uh, to manage this risk, I think we need to exercise some prudence. Mm-hmm. So, rule number one, don't borrow to the absolute limit of your financial capability. Always uh, leave some slack. Number two, I think any prudent property purchaser should keep a cash reserve or CPS reserve that is able to buffer his mortgage payments for at least six to nine months in the event of a retrenchment, you know, mm-hmm. or you lose your job or whatever. So, so these are, uh, I mean, a lot of our customers, uh, mean, our clients who... They, they, they realise this because in today Singapore, the, the employment situation is pretty dynamic. You could be doing well now, you know, mm-hmm. and then, but you can't see right? well, a few years down the road what will happen. Things change pretty, do change pretty fast. So always have some reserve. Don't borrow to the Absolutely
0: Wise words there. Thank you for sharing the outlook for private home sales. Uh, Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer at ERA Realty. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Eugene.
1: Thank you, Michelle. Talk Before you acting
0: on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.